Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to the second last week of 2021. This is week 51 with uh, the week starting on Monday, December 20th. And Pamela will give us the forecast for this week. And I'll be back soon. What's in store, Pam? Okay, yes. Well, we are on the week of the winter solstice. So we'll get there. But right now we're talking about Monday the 20th. And the moon is in the sign of Cancer, which really magnifies the need or desire to be home, to eat foods that comfort and allow us a sense of taking care of self. And ideally, we should always be doing this, but... um, A lot of times people are on the run and they don't necessarily think in terms of what feeds me, what sustains me, what's best for my body. So that's really something that could be emphasized or considered, certainly on the 20th. And if we do that, then we can mitigate, allay, um, quiet a sense of whatever may not be available or not be going exactly how we might like. I mean, ideally, we appreciate what's before us, give thanks and gratitude for what we have. But it is human nature, depending on the human, where we focus or look at what we don't have or what is not available. And yet at this point in time, it really it really is a generous heart or way of seeing the self if we magnify and really work that muscle that allows us a sense of self-nurture, a sense of self-consideration, a sense of attention to what our personal needs are. And when we do that, it softens the other piece that may feel a little bit empty for whatever reason. And we don't want to feel empty. We want to feel as though what that we're invited to the banquet, that what is available to all is available to us. And I'm talking in food metaphors, which may not be comfortable for everyone. But when I talk about food and nurturing and sustaining, I'm really talking about what is it that feeds you in a way that you feel full, that you feel comforted, that you feel nurtured, that you feel whole, that you feel 
sustained, not just, you know, let me just eat so that I I have a, a sense of distraction. That's not energetically where we want to be at this point. We want to be at a point where we're feeding ourselves that which is truly uh, good, nurturing, sustaining to us. And so food is a metaphor, but it's also a highlight or an emphasis on what this day overall can bring us if we're paying attention to where we might feel empty or not um, not sustained. And so if you feel that, and for many of us with the pandemic, that certainly is a piece that can be emphasized because we're not able to be with the people we care about or um, family or who we really want to be spending time with. And if that's where you're at for whatever reason, then be sure to give yourself what you can and certainly at the very least acknowledge where it hurts. Because when we acknowledge where it hurts, instead of suppressing, pretending it isn't there, going over the top, overcompensating, then we're not really addressing what the wound needs. And if we address what the wound needs, then the odds of feeling like we have at least recognized and validated the soul. And that's so important to do because when we do that, then we can feel greater connection with the things that really give us peace and allow. And some of us may find that to do that may push away somebody else. Uh, It could be that uh, someone wants us to go or do something or um, push away or um, let go of things that are uncomfortable or that that person or they don't want us to focus or talk about. But if that's where the heart wants to go, then let your heart go there. Let your soul feel whatever it is it has to feel. Because if we don't ferry through, swim through very big emotions, then they can pull us under. And that's not what we want to do. We want to work through whatever may be heavy or big or Um, feel like that's where we want to address our attention so that we can move to the other side or find an easier current in which to swim. And you may not be the person who's going through these big emotions, whatever they may be. You may have someone in your life who's doing that. And so your most helpful place to be is to help them, to be there for them, if only to reflect what it is they're feeling so that they are able to find a harbor that is safe, secure, and enables them to move through whatever it may be. And just to add, it can also be that we do this in a meditative, holding space way 
for all the pain, anguish, and difficulty that is at a extreme right now in our planet. Because when we, when we reflect on that, um, see it, view it, hold it, then we also allow it the ability to transform. Denial is not the stance for this day and time. So on Tuesday, the 21st, the winter solstice occurs, and it is exact at 10.59 a.m., that's Eastern time. And the winter solstice occurs when the sun enters the sign of Capricorn. Now, what's interesting about this particular solstice energy is that the moon has gone void, of course, at 9.44 a.m. So the moon is void when the sun enters Capricorn. And that gives us this kind of way station energy of what the solstice is initiating or beginning. So the solstice energy is allows us a, a, a long view of the year, where we've been since the last winter solstice and where we're going to. And solstices, we have that perspective every six months. Next one will be the summer solstice, but we certainly have it when we return to that zero degree point of Capricorn, actually any of the quarter points of zero degree cardinal signs. So at this juncture this particular solstice because of where the moon is and other planets in the sky it's giving us a very strong mandate to pause to reflect those of you who've listened um, to me for every week or for a while know that when we talk about moon void of course we're talking about a period of time. It can be minutes, it can be hours, it can be almost a day, depending on how the moon is traveling. But what's happening is that the emotional attachment for the outcome of anything that occurs at that point in time is not as charged. So this can be different depending on our personal charts if the moon is traveling or touching a point on your personal horoscope. But the overall theme speaks about really entering a space that's reflective, that's looking at the situation that is becoming. So the moon in the sign of Cancer at late degree and the sun in the sign of Capricorn just at zero. What we know is a theoretical opposition because Capricorn is the opposite sign of Cancer. However, there's almost a 30 degree span of where these lights are in relationship to one another. So the full moon is not going to happen in the sign of Cancer until mid-January. So with that in mind, it gives an extra texture to the point that this is a void, of course, moon energy. Because what 
will be available to us as of mid-January next year, 2022, is a greater awareness of how that moon and cancer energy is lit by the Capricorn sun. And I think that speaks a lot on switches, evaluations that are occurring on that Capricorn cancer axis for so many people around the planet with the pandemic because so many people are reevaluating how much they work or where they work or if they can work or what their work is, Capricorn, their responsibilities, their, their drive for status and, and goal achievement against the Cancerian energy, which is about home, family, nesting, what makes us feel connected to that home structure. And so this axis is in this kind of way station space as we're at this winter solstice, which is saying, what do you want that to look like? Where's the void? What, how do you color it in? How do you give structure to? No decisions need be made at this point in time with that don't feel a real connection to. But on the other hand, it gives us a ability to step back and give the long view about what has happened over the past year since that last winter solstice and where we might want to aim or uh, push towards as we go into 2022. So the moon enters Leo at 4.54 p.m., at which time we can feel a bit more like, okay, things are kicking in. I'm getting a sense of what I might want to do. And for some of us, it might have been, well, I didn't really feel a lot of energy to going out tonight or making connections or partying. But now I really do because the moon is in the sign of Leo. So there could be some last minute guests who say, hey, I've decided I can make that. Or people who just decide to bring in some spontaneous light at this solstice energy. Overall, a very festive evening. And as we go into Wednesday the 22nd and Thursday the 23rd, this Leo moon continues to carry the momentum that's saying, let me create, let me do, let me engage. The the skids or the stop may start um, as we get towards midday, early afternoon, as people come to terms with some degree of accountability. Um, Who's responsible for this? Is there gas in the car? Can I move forward to that? Ha, did I remember to bring my mask, depending on the... um, environment or where you're going or what the rules are. So just know that um, preparation is better than um, kind of seated pants action. But 
people may be caught in between uh, both ways of doing things, depending on what's coming up for them. And I think the other thing to look for as we're getting towards midday or afternoon is you don't want to get into any sudden like um, turns or detours or someone who's questioning or uh, causing some sort of upset. If that happens, then it's best to sidestep it if you can. And if you're out and about on the roads or uh, wherever you're heading, just pay attention to what's around you. Uh, as we get into Thursday, this is similar. However, the thing about Thursday, which may be affecting us as we're going towards that, is this is one of the exact configurations of Saturn square Uranus, which is, is a theme for what's going on right now. And so when the planet that has to do with structure is in contrast or uh, a forcefulness with the planet that has to do with change and upset, um, it can be challenging. So that is affecting certainly Thursday. The configuration is exact on Christmas Eve to 2.17 a.m. Eastern time. And on Christmas Eve day, the moon uh, goes void, of course, at 1.39 a.m. in the wee hours, and it enters the sign of Virgo at 3.24 a.m. So there's just a lot of um, powerhouse energy and things that are um, turns of the wheel or um, conflict that can occur in the wee hours of Christmas Eve. Uh, so if you're out about traveling, just keep an equilibrium, just be still and allow whatever is happening to happen. On Christmas Eve day, the moon in the sign of Virgo is, it wants to, it wants to help. It wants to connect. It wants to communicate. Excellent, excellent days, the 24th and 25th for childlike expression, for doing things that kind of help and craft and create. So Christmas Eve and Christmas Day look absolutely wonderful for uh, families or households or friends or volunteers who gather to construct pies or lasagnas or whatever it is that they're creating to bring in a sense of the elves workshop and yes it may sound like that's all very last minute but i'm not just talking about uh, holiday festivities i'm talking about how do people connect how do they communicate how do they help how do they engage and that is such a huge theme 
for as we go into 2022, because we are really looking to do more collaborative efforts. And that Virgo moon really does highlight that on these couple of days. On Christmas Day, really delicious, juicy energy happens as we get in the early evening hours towards the end of the day. And what this brings is high productivity, uh, high engagement. So if, um, if you have any difficulty talking or relating to certain people in your life, this period of time is just a lovely time to interface, put out the olive branch, and just connect in ways of the heart. And the 26th, which is uh, when Kwanzaa begins and also a recognized Boxing Day for those who note that. The moon goes void, of course, at 3.39 a.m. in the wee hours. And then it enters the sign of Libra late morning, 11.24 a.m. And this is just a really lovely afternoon, evening to play to connect with people, enjoy some sort of cultural activity, art, music, dance, all the things that really highlight how people connect culturally and in ways that have to do with enhancing relationship. And now I turn it over to Susie. Thank you so much. So it looks like... uh... Well, I'm coming up with a few things, but what is it that you think is the most important for this week, Pam? Like if we choose a common denominator. Well, I would say the most important is to arrive at what's most important to each of us, and that ideally is love and connection. Yes, (laughs) connection was the big word that I was picking out too. Okay, Mm -hmm. love and connection, what a great thing to meditate on. So I invite all of you to just take a moment, 10 quick little minutes as we deepen into the heart centre and... Just think of that heart centre as a place that is inside you, that's inside your physical body. And we, we think of the, the heart chakra, so that place in the middle of your chest being the heart chakra. But also just think of your, your heart or your heart energy as also not just being your body, but just being all of you, like your soul, your spirit, your personality, the way you do things, the way you are, your lifestyle. Think of the heart as everything, as all of the space that you take up so that the heart is not a separate thing that the heart is not something that is located somewhere or is associated with only this or that or these people or those favourite things. 
but think of the heart as everything that you are and that you can take this everything that you are, heart, energy, and apply it everywhere. And it's not separated. It's not isolated. It's not limited. It is an unlimited, boundless energy that is all that you are. So just take a deeper breath and feel yourself just relaxing into that space. The heart energy. And think of that heart energy as unconditional love. So a love that is not restricted in any way. There are no expectations. There are no given conditions. I will love you if you do this and this and this, or I will love you if you behave like this and this and this, even towards the self, towards others, towards the world. Just feel that love energy that is the essence of you being like absolute in every way, that it doesn't matter what happens, what is happening, what's going to happen, that in all circumstances you're able to really hold and be this unconditional love. Feel that energy in your body. We can also call it, which is what the Tibetan Buddhists call it, loving kindness. And just feel all of the, really it's the restrictions. that You can allow all of those restrictions to neutralise the restrictions of I love you if or I love you when or I love it, or this, just to allow everything, all those restrictions and conditions to neutralise so that only the love is present, only that loving kindness is present. And then you can come from this loving kindness place all the time with everybody. So it means that you step up with strength and courage with understanding. Like if someone has been nasty to you or is being mean to you or impatient, understand that they're suffering and that your coming from loving kindness will help them. So perhaps during this week, we can really attempt, perhaps we can like put on like a shiny hat, pretend we're a saint, just really push ourselves to be so patient and so understanding in so many situations that otherwise might really trigger us or offend us just come into all those situations with loving kindness 
see above and beyond. And it might be very hard for many of us, probably for most of us to do this, because we're very attached to our ideas, to our ideas of right and wrong or how I should be treated or how others should treat others. But just for a few days, let's see if we can experiment with this, literally by putting perhaps those kinds of restrictions that we might have for very good reasons, just pop them on the shelf for a few days and see if we can come forward, step up to the plate and be patient. Feel that loving kindness bubbling up in your heart centre that I am full, full to the brim and spilling over the edges in all directions. I am full of the desire to be kind and accepting and understanding. And this is often when we have to be in a position where we don't take things personally, where we give up the little violin of woe me and we create an atmosphere for the highest good of all, taking the higher road and connecting with our brothers and sisters connecting with all of the people around us purely from this place of desire to be loving kindness in person, in reality, in this situation, in this life. And feel all of that wonderful energy now welling up in the heart Welling up in the personality, in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, in your soul, in your energy field, all of that sweetness now. And it feels very freeing because you don't have to remember all of the stuff that's happened in the past. You can just come from a place now of openness, that open heart that actually goes out of its way to be nice and to be kind without expecting any recognition or appreciation or even to get it back, but just constantly being in that state of loving kindness. And if people don't give it back to us, that's okay. We will continue to stay in our lane of loving kindness. And loving kindness means that we are in a peaceful state 
and we feel that peace throughout our being. Feeling in our heart, in our body, in our mind, the peacefulness of being a human being that is here in compassion, in love, and from this place connecting to all of the beings around us, gentle, graceful, loving kindness. Take a deep breath, gently open our eyes, and thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be here next week for the last week of 2021. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Thank you, Pam. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinelle of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.